1: Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding.
0: Hey podcast listeners, happy new year. Um, Sarah Gross here and I am all by
1: myself this week.
0: Because Sarah is on a road trip to Bentonville. But luckily, I do have two voice memo updates from her. So we are going to hear about all about Sarah's adventures. And she does have adventures to tell. I will tell you right now. I don't think her voicemails will disappoint. Um, I also wanted to say a sincere apology to all of our listeners because we missed last week. So. We were all excited about coming back and recording the podcast again. I think Sarah and I, if we don't see each other for a couple of weeks, it feels like a long time. I think we were both ready to like full steam ahead, record the podcast. And then I came crashing and burning down with COVID last week. And not just COVID, but like, you know, like several life things that hit me in the head. So <laughs> I'm going to talk about that. Um... And oh, it's, it's, not all, <laughs> it's not all COVID and bad news, because we do have a voice memo from Kelly's mom coming up. So for our longtime listeners, I know that you will enjoy that. So yeah, sit back and get ready. And we're going to have all the updates from Sarah and I. We, are, we have a new segment that is called, What Activity is the Metaphor for Your Life?, So think about that because we're definitely going to be asking you for a voice memo about that later i rock because and uh all the usual fun and games so see you in a minute every day there seems to be a new wellness trend like eat this do this avoid those scary things and how do we know where to start and who to trust inside tracker cuts through the noise by analyzing your blood DNA, lifestyle, and fitness trackers. This provides you with a personalized science-based trackable action plan on how to live, age, and perform better. Inside tracker is simpler, cheaper, and more convenient than traditional blood tests and includes tests that we need as athletes, but aren't traditionally included like ferritin and vitamin D. My favorite part is that they don't just give you the data. They provide you with nutrition and lifestyle tips to take action. So for a limited time, Inside Tracker is offering our, if we were riding listeners, 25% off their entire store. So just go to insidetracker.com forward slash riding. That's insidetracker.com forward slash riding. As in, if we were, change is an inside job. Start inside. Okay, friends. So, Sarah, Ben, and Hawk are currently on the road to Bentonville to their winter training location. And Sarah sent me two voice memos from the road. And here's the first one.
1: Hello, Sarah. This is Sarah. So, it's been a while since we've talked. And I'm really sad. And I know our listeners are really sad because, you know, how else are they going to know what's going on in our lives uh anyway so right now hawk and i are sitting in a walmart auto center waiting for our flat tire to get changed um so we were we're in indiana somewhere i guess i yeah we got a flat driving 75 miles an hour pulled to the side of the road Just absolute chaos. I have to have the dog, you know, on the leash while Ben is trying to change the flat to the spare. And there's a mouse that somehow got involved that was dying and coughing up blood. And then the baby started crying and a trooper came over and it was just total chaos. But we got through, got the spare onto the car. And here we are. I get to nurse the baby while we get a replacement tire on. So there you go. Exciting journey so far. Um, Not much else to report about our road trip. So we're going from New Hampshire down to Bentonville, Arkansas. And it's probably a two-day trip that we're making a three-day trip. Thankfully, we had a little bit of time built in for this little adventure to Walmart, to the auto center. And let's see what else. Oh, I absolutely want to hear about how you're feeling, how you got COVID, whether you're boosted. Give me the full lowdown because I guess in Canada, it's hard to get a booster. I don't know. Tell me about that. I want to hear about your holidays, everything you're up to. I want to hear why you rock. Uh, Right now, I rock because, you know, we're managing this car trip, road trip pretty well, all things considered. The baby is very constipated. But other than that, we're doing pretty well. And Ben and I are still talking. So we'll see what happens by the time we get into Arkansas. I miss you. I miss, you know, recording our podcast but we are going to be back at it before too long. Hopefully next week I'll be in Arkansas by then. I can tell you all about our misadventures that are sure to come for the other half of the trip. Anyway, miss you. Talk to you later. Bye. Hey, so Sarah, thank you so
0: much for that amazing story about your trip on the road. I, I, I'm just imagining you like sitting in this Walmart, like trying to feed your baby. Um, The dying mouse that was coughing up blood, (laughs) like what was happening there? Like how did you, like how did you come to know that the poor little guy was like coughing up blood? And like I also need, I have several follow-up questions about the mouse himself because like how did you, like how did you deal with that? Like did you like set him free and hope that he was going to be okay? Or did you have to like do a kindness for him and put him out of his misery like why it like what was the fate of the mouse um we're gonna have to answer this next week because obviously Sarah (laughs) Sarah isn't here to respond to that question but I don't know what you all are wondering I was definitely thinking about that mouse okay so before we talk about my COVID situation and I answer all your questions for that. I wanted to talk, I have this road tripping story from when I was a teenager. So when I was in ninth grade, like it wasn't, it actually wasn't long before we moved to the Middle East. It was like my last year in Canada as a child. And my family decided in their great wisdom to drive to Florida for, Oh, I think it was, it must have it couldn't have been longer than 10 days, like for a week, whatever, vacation. And the drive to Florida from Ontario in Canada, where we live, was about 24 hours, like 24 hours of straight driving. And once again, in their wisdom, um, my parents decided to drive straight through and just take turns and like sleep whatever on and off. So that was all fine. It was a little bit epic on the way there. But then while we were in <laughs> Florida, I somehow ended up with mono and like I must have got it before we left, but I guess I was kissing too many boys in ninth grade. Um, but like, I was sick, like mono at the beginning, especially just like terrible. So like I was, (laughs) I didn't get to do hardly anything in Florida while my family did all these fun activities. And then we, it was time to go home and I was still like super sick and just like fatigue. Like there's a lot of fatigue with, um, motto. So we start driving and we weren't that far. Like we might've still been in Florida or Georgia or something. And we got a flat tire on the way home. This is on the way home. And it was like pissing it down with heavy, heavy rain. Like the kind of like the kind of rain they get in Florida, you know? (laughs) And so so it must've been March break because it was raining so heavily, which I think I associate more with like spring and summer in in Florida. Someone from Florida can tell me when the rainy season is. But anyway, it was like pissing buckets of water. We get this flat tire. We pull off to the side of the road. And we were like right near like an on-ramp for the highway. And behind us, this big, this gigantic truck is like, like a semi is like, coming towards us (laughs) and we're just like pulled into like a side like the hard like a shoulder that's like not big enough for our car and this semi is like sees us and realizes it's not going to be able to slow down like in time and so it's like honking its horn coming towards us pissing rain I'm sitting in the back with mono my mom who sometimes overreacts at the best of time screams screams this is it (laughs) as if like this is it we're all gonna die (laughs) and I literally like thought I was going to die that we were all going to die anyway we did not um the truck did not hit us from behind but like it was quite epic um I'll never forget that because of my mom and this is it if she hadn't screamed that I don't think I would have even really known that there was any danger So anyway, so I feel for you, Sarah, and your 75 miles an hour flat tire highway epic story. Um, Okay, you asked about COVID. And so um, this is, (laughs) this is going to be a a podcast where I just tell like several terrible stories from my life. Because like, this, (laughs) this week has just been like, it's not necessarily bad. Like, it's not like, just because it's challenging, doesn't make it bad. Like, honestly, like when we have challenges, we grow and I welcome it. And like, I feel very like positive about everything that's happened. So I just want to say that at the outset so that like people don't think I'm like death and dying and depression over here. Um, but I like, I had to, okay. I had, I think we talked about this before, but I have a rental property that was, that I wanted to sell and it flooded and we had to deal with the flood. And realizing in working with the, it's a townhouse, so we have like a strata with nine people, with nine owners, then we realized that we can't fix the problem until the spring because we have to dig underground. And in Canada, they they won't do that work during the winter. So um, we're sort of waiting for the perimeter drain to be fixed. But in the meantime, like every time it rains, my my place floods, um, the basement floods. So I realized like the best option is actually like I can't rent. I can't rent it out. And um, I have a mortgage on this place. So my best option was to move into it. So sorry if this is a repeat. I can't remember what we talked about before. So on I, ca- I came back from Christmas holidays on Friday and on Sunday I packed up the car and moved all of my remaining stuff into this place. Now, it is like, it was like filthy dirty because my renters had left, like they don't leave, leave it clean, They're supposed to, but they don't leave it clean. So it's like literally as grubby as grubby can be. Um, and there's boxes everywhere because all my stuff is in boxes. So I don't have access to any of my stuff. And that was Sunday. And so Monday morning, I got up. I still I had energy on Monday morning, but I could tell my immune system was struggling. I got up. I like scrubbed the kitchen. Like I was like all the cleaning products, all the bleach, just like scrubbing, scrubbing kitchen, bathroom. I spent four hours cleaning on Monday morning before work. Um, I did like a full day of work. And then like by the evening was just hit hard with like fever, like the fever and the chills and extreme, extreme fatigue. And I knew almost immediately, like, oh, I think I have COVID. And so I, yeah, and so I texted um, Rosie's dad, who, and said, like, listen, like, I think i might have COVID. So she, like, just so you know, like, watch her or whatever. And then he had some tests, because he works with the national triathlon team. So he had just tests uh, which right now no one in canada has tests like it's impossible to get tested almost you have to wait in a line that you don't want to wait in if you have a fever <laughs> and extreme fatigue um, anyway so he tested her and at first he told me it was a negative test but then realized later that he read the test wrong so actually she was positive for covid so i knew that i also likely had covid which we probably got it on the plane the question everyone asked me is how did you think how do you think you got it? right now I feel like it's so widespread that like nobody knows how they got it but I'm pretty sure we got it on the plane on the way home on Friday um, a few days before because the incubation period lines up to with that because apparently it's pretty short Friday to Monday like three days anyway so then like so then there I am like I don't have access to my stuff because it's all in box I do have access to it but I can't easily get it when I need it when I'm fatigued and then it rains raining like hell and then the the, the basement flooded again and so the, the flooded. I'm sick as a dog I'm there with like the shop vac in the basement like on Tuesday trying just trying to like get some water out so that there's not too much damage um I'm trying to do some little unpacking I had a major meltdown about not being able to find my cutlery <laughs> because I really just wanted toast and could not put, could not put peanut butter on that toast without my cutlery. Um, so there was like a series of hilarious events. I had to move a bunch of boxes out of the way and like get my sofa out of like package, like, you know, that that kind of like cling film wrap that they put stuff in when the movers come. So like I had to like get my sofa out of its wrap <laughs> And just so I could lie down someplace that's not my bed. Um, so, yeah, it, it was like, it was actually like a very large challenge for me um, mentally just to like overcome all of those obstacles. So, yeah, so that is the story. I hope more than Sarah found that interesting. Um, and it is now like, so that was last week, Monday, and it's now Wednesday when I'm recording. So, today, like the last just a lot of people have asked me about the symptoms so like I had a day and a half of like pretty rough um and y and body aches and then like it sort of got progressively better the part that I found the hardest and the worst to, to manage was like the fatigue so like I don't have I'm like now Wednesday like so nine days in I don't have any symptoms I I had to isolate until I had no symptoms because I definitely after five days if you still have symptoms you have to keep isolating so I definitely had symptoms like a couple days ago, but today it's just like that really slow return where I have quite a bit of fatigue still. So anyway, that's the COVIDs. Um, And am I boosted? No, I like, I just was not in a rush to get boosted. I will get boosted, but I'm not. So maybe it could help me. Now I feel like I got boosted the hard way. So I probably have super immunity for a few months here anyway, but (laughs) there you go and my holidays were amazing thanks for asking I uh my partner and I and my daughter went to visit my parents who I haven't seen in over two years so that was fantastic yeah so thanks for asking Sarah I look forward to chatting more next week um and for now we have what do we have next oh a voice memo from Kelly's mom um anyone not in the know Kelly was my original podcast co-host. We did this podcast for two years um, before she got her job as editor-in-chief of Triathlete Magazine and um, left us, sadly left us. Um, but luckily, I, I quickly found Sarah to replace her. Uh, but we used to have this segment uh, with Kelly's mom <laughs> who would call in and because she used to listen to the podcast regularly and she would call in and give Kelly her thoughts about the newsletter that Kelly was writing in the podcast, which were often highly interesting and amusing. Um, And so
1: here we go. Let's hear from Kelly's mom. Well, hello, Sarah and Sarah and all the, if we were writing crew, it's nice to hear that people are checking on me. Kelly tells me that there was a bit of a check-in on how I'm doing. I'm fine. Um, Apparently, you're going to get me a treadmill and we're going to do a podcast. Um, Maybe it can be if we were walking and going nowhere. And everybody can call in with whatever activity they're doing that is a metaphor for the larger issues in their lives. Um, That would be great. Lovely. I hope that you are all well and that all the various activities in your life that are metaphors, um, children spitting up, drawing pictures with carrots, whatever they do, that all the metaphors in your life are for good things. Good to hear from you. Bye.
0: Okay, so I don't know about you all, but I definitely think we should have a new segment that's called (laughs) What Activity is a Metaphor for Your Life? (laughs) Um, That's kind of a hard question, actually, um, because, I mean, it was kind of amusing, the idea of walking in one place and not going anywhere. Um, But I feel like we should maybe ask our guests these these questions this question in future. Um, And if any listener would like to call in with their um, activity that they feel is a metaphor for their life right now, it has to be like situational. So like, it'd be hard for me to come up with an activity that's like a metaphor for my whole life as I see it. But for my life right now, that was a pretty easy one. And what I came up with was, it's like a I'm like a -a whack-a-mole game. Like, I'm actually the game with the moles. <laughs> so, like, I'm a little mole. Like, I, I come up from the surface, and then somebody whacks me, tries to whack me down. Um, and then I keep coming back up. Like, I think it's the, it's the coming, it's like return. Like, I always come back just from a different place. And then somebody whacks me again, and then I just come back. So, if that's me right now. I'd love to hear from some other folks on that. Anyway, sorry if I feel like I'm constantly about to cough. <laughs> I'm not, I swear. Uh, Okay, we have a second voice memo from Sarah, so let's hear her update.
1: All right, Sarah, update. The tire is fixed. We're heading back onto the road, and two random observations from Walmart. One, other than the employees, nobody was wearing a mask, which is totally wild to me because... Up in New Hampshire, you know, fair bit of mask wearing. It was quite surprising. There were a lot of people in there. And the second thing was, there was something called a mother's room. And the mother's room was just basically an empty bathroom where you change babies. Uh, only one person at a time. So why isn't it also a father's room? Like, that's so weird to me. Or a grandparent's room. Just a baby care room, a baby changing room. Why is it only mothers change diapers? That's crazy. Ludicrous, I tell you. Anyway, we're still holding it together. And um, yeah, that's about it. All right. Later.
0: Yeah. So Sarah, I agree with you. I kind of feel like Maybe that mother's room sign, like how old was the mother's room sign? Like, do you think it had been there since the 80s? Because I feel like maybe we were witnessing like a throwback to when it felt obvious that a mother would be changing the diaper. Um, Or maybe like you didn't say anything about this, but like, and it didn't sound like there was a space for, for sitting and breastfeeding or something that might be, I don't know. It does seem weird to me. Honestly, they should definitely think about that. We should lodge a complaint with Walmart on being inclusive around diaper changing, around who can, who can change diapers. Um, okay, I have, incidentally, I have a like, hilarious, it's a bit tangential in terms of it's not about diaper changing directly, but and I'm not going to say who this was. But today, I, I was asked to help edit an article for a, a publication just from a sort of I don't know you call it, like a DEI or, uh, like that kind of perspective. And I can see why I was asked (laughs) because it was, it was an interview with a well-known pro triathlete who has just become a dad for the first time. And he was sort of comparing motherhood and fatherhood and it was kind of some bizarre comments. So, um, I helped them with that, but, um, the funniest thing (laughs) the funniest thing is that like right in the first paragraph he was quoted as saying until my son was born I was the center of my family's universe (laughs) which I like I couldn't help it I just like I keep I'm it still makes me laugh right now like it's true that like to some extent like that's the kind of attitude it takes to win like i'm willing to be the center to consider myself the center of the universe for more than just myself but like surely before his son was born his like who is he considering his family i just felt really bad for his wife honestly like i'm wondering where her her life desires and the things that she wants to do and be like where do they fit (laughs) Into uh, this plan. Um, anyway, he did acknowledge that his son had become the center of his family's universe, but prior to that, it was he, he held that position. So that kind of made me laugh. All right. Well, let's take a little break here and uh, do come back and do a little i rock because. Yeah.
1: If we're riding is a feisty podcast. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at If We Were Riding, And we love hearing from our feisty friends, so please send us a voicemail at sarah at That's Sarah without an H. Right, so just grab your phone,
0: record an audio file, and email it to me, and we will love it and love you forever. And our regular listeners will know that If We Were Riding and All Things Feisty
1: is proudly partnered with
0: Orca Sportswear.
1: For 15% off all items on orca.com, please use the code LIVEFEISTY15. And that includes the wetsuits. So good deals all around.
0: All right. I have to say it's not that exciting to do I rock because by myself, um, it feels, I mean, it Definitely for those who struggle with feeling a little braggary, uh during, by trying to do I rock because um, it's definitely hard to to do it by myself. But you know what? I'll get through this. I'll get through this. So I rock because I am the ultimate whack-a-mole game and I will bounce back. I'm actually like, that's pretty, I, I kind of mean that in a way, like, I like when things like slap you in the face and and hit you down it's like it's pretty hard and sometimes it's hard when things come in a series and so I was pretty pleased with the way um, I was mentally able to stay on top of it even though I did have like I had moments last week where I did have to I really had to ask for help like quite a lot more than I'm used to and like both emotional support and like other types of support like I did have to ask someone to bring me cutlery because I, st- I couldn't find the cutlery in my boxes of stuff and I really did need that peanut butter toast so I rock, rock because I'm a whack-a-mole all right well that ends our first New year's first uh, episode of 2022 and I'm very much looking forward to having Sarah back next week I'm looking forward to hearing your me- your activities that are metaphors for life and in until then be a whack-a-mole my time, my
1: time. none of you people can tell me to stop my town, my crown. we know what it takes to be the top We're the top we're reaching the top we know what it takes to be reaching the top